Hi, Philip. How are things? Very good. Yourself? Not too bad, sir. Not too bad. Are you happy enough so to have a quick chat? Absolutely, yes. Brilliant. Ideal. Brilliant. Look, we're delighted to be joined uh, on the phone by the uh, Chief Safety Officer at the Atlantic Flight Training Academy, um, Philip. Philip, I'm after forgetting your last name. That's awful, isn't it? Jesus Christ. How could you forget? God almighty. Um, We'll do that again, so if you don't mind. Uh, Delighted to be joined on the phone uh, by the Chief Safety Officer at the Atlantic Flight Training Academy, Philip Smythe. Um, Philip, thanks a million for joining us, I suppose. Look, um, a a, a real, um, a good news story last night, uh, even though it could have been a lot worse, um, an incident involving a light aircraft that was doing some marine surveying. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems like they lost an engine, um, but the pilot able to, to, to pick a, what seems like a great location in Carnesore Point, uh, and get the plane down now unfortunately pilot and, and uh, either passenger or co-pilot uh, suffered uh, injuries but the two passengers in the back uh, didn't um, I suppose Philip look tell us your man was on the scene fairly quickly afterwards um, detailed to, to try and find uh, the, uh, the, 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 the wreckage or what I said a wreckage the incident first of all uh, John yeah. Walton and then I suppose providing assistance as well to, to Waterford Airport um, I suppose uh, tell us a little bit about the incident from, from AFTA's point of view and indeed just from a from a from a, a pilot safety point of view, it seemed like really the pilot in this instance pretty much did everything he possibly could. Well, certainly, uh, you know, we all strive to avoid any any kind of aviation related accidents and incidents, but they will happen from time to time. Uh, there's a substantial amount of training goes in and coordination between all the different agencies, and it's very important that everybody comes together and. So if there ever was an accident like that, yesterday's event and the outcome was certainly um, a textbook example of how it can and should be done. Uh, the background really, uh, we only had a kind of peripheral involvement with this. So the background to this was that um, during the course of the afternoon, we've got a fleet of about 20 other aircraft and they're operating across the, the entire country. But uh, it so happened that yesterday afternoon, one of our aircraft was on a training exercise in the locality, was heading back towards Waterford. Uh, where we have uh, a fairly significant base. And uh, on route back to Waterford, they heard a call, a mayday call, from an aircraft in distress somewhere behind them in the Wexford area. Um, They were asked or tasked to uh, fly to that area, to divert that area, just to see if they could render any kind of um, uh, observation assistance, what's called top cover. So the uh, Captain John Walton, one of our senior flight uh, instructors, was able to divert very quickly, was on the scene very quickly, and his involvement said we only had a peripheral involvement in the overall um, uh, development of what happened, but what happened effectively was that the top cover he provided was, first of all, to help to identify, to pinpoint the location of the aircraft on the ground so they could actually direct and guide the responding military or the um, rescue helicopters to that location. And then secondly, just to see and give feedback to air traffic control as to what the condition of the aircraft was on the ground and whether there was any sign of people walking in or around the aircraft itself. Mm. Now, this is all done under the the very um, careful and uh, professional uh, supervision and coordination of air traffic control in Waterford Airport. And uh, due to their efforts and coordinating both our initial attendance on scene plus the arrival of the helicopters and all the other uh, rescue agencies that we have, 
Um, it was a superb operation from that viewpoint. And the great news really was that there were people, on the one hand, there were people, unfortunately, did suffer injuries, but our understanding is that they've been taken to hospital and will be on a road to full recovery. So that's the most important thing. And um, it really, again, just demonstrates how important, first of all, different rescue agencies, uh, the importance of it is, and also the importance of Waterford Airport, because on the one hand, it's not a very um, active commercial airport, but it's a vital piece of aviation infrastructure, and it certainly proved its worth yesterday. Um, it's, you know, in ter- at the moment, uh, ironically, in fact, it's probably the second busiest airport in the country, hmm. because Cork Airport is closed, yeah. and... Um, uh, I think those in Shannon might have a slight disagreement with you, particularly taking, the news of Ryanair's base in there. But <laughs> yeah, it's taking care of a lot of our training aircraft at the moment. So in terms of movements, it's a very busy airport. But again, very professional um, attendance and operation of air traffic control there. And uh, it just worked. We, we're certainly not privy to the circumstances of the incident itself. And that'll all be in the hands of the, the capable hands of the Air Action Investigation Unit. But certainly from our viewpoint, from what we could see, the, the situation was extremely well handled uh, in traffic. was very well handled by the, uh, the pilot on board, obviously very experienced, and was, you know, uh, like all commercial pilots, was well trained for events like this and did a, a really good job in bringing the aircraft down safely on firm ground, albeit a beach. Again, open territory, so no risk of life of into anybody on the ground and did his best to uh, save his, his passengers primarily and himself and uh, and just let everybody save the boat. So, as I said, as these kind of events go, we don't want them to happen. They're very rare occurrences, particularly for multi-engine aircraft. But it's good to know, it's a, a good uh, demonstration of when it does happen, that uh, all the responses kick in and the outcome can be a positive one. Yeah, and as you, as you say, you know, I know that you're saying that after, I suppose, had a, had a kind of a... Um, uh, you know, an outside role in it, but you know, nonetheless, the fact that after we're operating out of Waterford, of course, I know your your main base is in Cork, but um, you use Waterford quite quite heavily as a kind of a site, as a secondary base, if I might might say so. Um, yep. so the fact that that you know that after used that base so often meant that there was uh somebody on site at Waterford in the tower. It wasn't being manned remotely, and and I suppose as well the fact that the rescue helicopter was in Waterford as well meant that. Um, you know, there was a real wide range of resources available to, to the pilot and his passengers. And, and I suppose, um, Philip, you might tell us a little bit about that decision making that, that the, the pilot may have had to go through or what, what would have been the, the kind of ideal scenario. I know that the phrase is um, aviate, navigate, communicate. I think is that the, the first three steps uh, when, when things go wrong. So um, in, in terms of you, we looked at the pictures um, the plane didn't roll over when he hit. It seemed like um, the flare was executed fairly well. It seems like, uh, given the fact that it was soft land, uh, soft ground, executed the landing really well. So it must be a huge amount of kudos uh, to the pilot in terms of his actions and, and how he, I suppose, his, his, what's the word I'm looking for, his own flow chart in terms of how he managed the situation, called the Mayday, and then found somewhere safe to land and also managed to execute the landing. Well, yeah, exactly. All kind of emergencies, in, in, including um, you know engine issues or control issues or whatever, are part of first of all initial pilot training for commercial pilots. And so, at the from the get go, once they're qualified as commercial pilots, they have those skill sets already. Um, and then, as part of their ongoing training, every six to twelve months, they have to go undergo recurrency training to validate their ratings, and uh, that just keeps their sharp, uh, their skills uh, very sharp. 
And that's exactly what the pilots uh, yesterday demonstrated, both his own personal ability, judgment, and also his training kicked in as well, too. Number one rule is, uh, if you ever come across an incident, is aviate, fly the airplane. Take your time and find out exactly what the issue is, investigate that, and thereafter decide what course of action you're going to take. It's quite clear that he went through all those different steps yesterday. He kept control of the aircraft. Uh, he did a, a superb job in locating, made the decision exactly what course of action he had to take, had to identify where he was going to put the aircraft down, and he delivered exactly what he was, what he, he intended doing. So uh, beyond that, I, we obviously I can't make we want you know you have to be on the cop in the cockpit to know exactly what the discussion uh, ongoing was and anything else. But certainly when it comes to uh, training pilots, which is what we do, we train commercial pilots for, for airlines. Um, he clearly demonstrated uh, his his skill set, and he followed through on exactly on the training that he had been uh, had been provided with. So, so well done. And certainly, yes, the, the very presence of having an airport in the southeastern corner of the country was obviously key as well too. It's a it's a vital part of of the aviation infrastructure. And having an airport there and also having the rest of the services readily on hand as well, too, was, was vital as well, too. So everything worked. So it just pretty demonstrates the need to have a vibrant airport in Waterford. Uh, it's had its challenges. We know that. Um, they've afforded us great assistance in our training there as well, too. And we appreciate every day exactly what they do for us. And I think, again, as I said, yesterday's event demonstrates exactly what they can do for the aviation community and for the country as a whole as well too. So it, it deserves full support and uh, certainly full support for developing into the future and expanding its own commercial operations as well too. I'm sure the people living in Wexford and Waterford love to have a fully functional um, commercial airport on the doorstep to get more to the fun destinations and further afield. Massively, um, Philip. I suppose look for for those who are fans of National Geographic. They probably know what the next steps are. But for for some people that are less initiated in terms of where the next steps are now, what what kind of what what's an, what's the plan of action now? Do you expect? Um, I suppose as you say, aircraft investigators getting involved, and then I suppose what what are the general what's the general kind of uh, you know plan of events uh, over the next couple of months to to determine the the causes and, and outcomes of this accident. Well, everything goes back to the Air Accident Investigation Unit. They're um, Dublin-based. They have teams of extremely um, uh, qualified pilots, uh, engineers, etc., who are ready to go to the top of a hat to attend any kind of a, an event, an emergency incident like this. And that's exactly what they've done yesterday. So, effectively, it's from uh, from anybody looking in from the outside. It's a, it's a simple process insofar as that all doors go directly to the AIU. Um, they will have full investigation. They will investigate from a, a technical viewpoint, uh, examine the condition of the, the aircraft, uh, obviously get witness accounts from the occupants, and uh, build a picture as to what happened. And uh, they're, they're extremely they're expert in their fields of doing that. They're really uh, first class um, and superbly qualified personnel to deal with that that uh, with these events as well. Too. So it's been methodical. Um, you know, obviously, I'm in no position to speak to the ARU. Uh, but I just do know that they are extremely ex- uh, professional in their approach to, to these matters. And uh, they'll be very methodical. They'll make sure there's no um, stone unturned. They'll complete the full investigation, establish all the facts. It's never about actually finding out, you know, it's not so much a case of, well, who did what. It's all about what happened. And as in all these uh, air investigation incidents, it's all about a learning process, what happened and, uh, you know, what uh, what can be learned from these situations as well too, but I, I'm in no way going to preempt exactly what the outcome is going to be or what the circumstances were, were yesterday, 
suffice to say that, you know, the, the event as it turned out was relatively, you know, the outcome was relatively good in that sense, and uh, the Air Act Investigation Unit will conduct a thorough investigation, and they'll come out with the results and the final report when they conclude with their conclusion. Um, Philip, I suppose um, just two small more questions for you. Um, in terms of your own program now, uh, working with Ryanair, I suppose we've been through a period now where pilots, uh, because of the fact that the aviation was was shut down, a lot of them are even struggling to reach hours to 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 keep their ratings. And um, I suppose, what does the landscape now look for future pilots coming into the aviation industry? Um, is is it a bright one? I know that when I was at AFTA, and I, I, I maybe it was even you, I was speaking to, um, to what I was told was basically it's almost directly in line with the price of the, of the gallon of oil. If the gallon of oil is high, then it's not so much. If it's low, then you've a good chance but uh coming out of this post-pandemic world now can we is, is it a bright future for for upcoming young pilots it's very bright yeah it sounds a bit sort of contradictory and you know you read about the, the all the, the the downturn in aviation since the pandemic started 18 months ago and you have to say well you know what are the prospects for pilots but ironically they're very good and particularly in in this part of the world thanks mainly the, the two uh in fact in in, in whole in fact to Ryanair because Ryanair are always that, that kind of company where they're always, uh, they'll never uh, be beaten by uh, factors uh, such as pandemics or anything like that. They'll always see exactly what opportunities they're coming out the other side of it. And that's exactly what they've done. Um, they've proceeded with their confirmed order for new aircraft expanding the fleet. And uh, they've taken to the stunt, take delivery of that uh, new uh, deliveries on new orders as well, too. And they're looking for pilots, and um, they've even recently announced that they will need, they forecast a requirement for 2,000 new pilots in the next, next two years. So in terms of aviation and its prospects at the moment, they're blocking the trend completely, but they, they're just getting the message out there, we need pilots, because as soon as travel restrictions, and we've seen it already as the restrictions are being eased, people are jumping in, they want to go travel, they want to get back to normal, they want to be able to travel, they want to go to their sun destination, they want to get out and about, and the demand is there. And as long as you've got low-cost carriers like Ryanair who are making uh, flying so available, uh, so affordable for people, that demand is, is going to increase as well too. So the, the other for pilots are very strong. They've taken on um, multiple numbers of our graduates this year, which is hard to imagine when you consider the way the industry has been um, uh, has been sort of uh, dormant for the last 18 odd months. Uh, but it's very vibrant, and uh, all of a sudden we're getting a lot of people who are now expressing interest again and saying, well, look, we think there are long-term prospects for us. And this is the thing about Ryanair. Ryanair don't see exactly what's happening today in three years' time. They're looking five and ten years down the road. Mm. And for a commercial pilot, somebody starting off today, retirement age 65, it's a long-term career with long-term excellent prospects. Obviously, I'm not a spokesperson for Ryanair, but having been um, partnered with them in their mentor uh, program, we see exactly firsthand how they're approaching the industry and recruitment and we're delighted to be part of that because it's uh, it's all very positive. Um, Philip, Philip, finally, I suppose you meant you touched on the fact that uh, that Cork Airport is currently um, going undergoing uh, renovations to its to its main runway, um, which designation has only changed in the last couple of years. I think it was three five one seven, and now it's changed to three four one six. Am I right in saying? But that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how does that affect AFTA now? Um, are you still able to use the 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 other runway? Um, or because I know that obviously your taxiway is directly off that that main runway. So so how does that affect your operations in Cork Airport and and how the landscape look like for AFTA over the next couple of months? Oh yeah, well it's certainly the first instance it's majorly affected us because we don't have the use uh, the the use of the, the main runway which is under the um, innovation work 
Um, we have some limited use of the cross runway, but it's only for windows for departure and return. So to depart in the morning, get back in the evening. So we're not actually operational from Cork per se at the moment. Um, fortunately, we've we've got terrific facilities in Waterford, and they've very kindly been able to um, give us some temporary expansion facilities of uh, the airport itself. So we're very grateful for that. And of course, being in the aviation business, have plane will travel. We can go anywhere at a drop of a hat. So mm-hmm. we can use all the other facilities around the country in Kerry and Shannon, um, Donegal, Sligo. So it's um, it's great to have that opportunity. But certainly Waterford has really come to the rescue for us uh, in that sense. And uh, we've enjoyed a very good relationship with them since we started operating what we call a satellite base over the last few years. And uh, they've been giving us terrific assistance for the uh, the temporary uh, uh, dislocation from Cork, so it, it's very positive. So it's you know it's a it's a ten week um, project period. Uh, we're two weeks into it now, so we're easing to it pretty quickly, and we're looking forward to getting back into the full swing in Cork back in uh, in late November and continue. But of course, it's only that um, the flying part of the operation that's affected, and pilot training includes a lot more than that. It's also simulator training, which is unaffected. And also the ground school, which is unaffected as well too. So it's only it's only one one string of our bowl that's actually affected at the moment, although on, on, in a, to a major extent. But we're still going with the other uh, aspects of the operation without any disruption. Brilliant, Phil Smythe, uh, after Chief Safety Officer. Thanks a million for speaking to us. Uh, as you say, um, I've, I've look a great news story in the end. As you say, a great case study of a of an accident that, uh, although has had some negative consequences, could have had a lot worse. Um, due in large part thanks to the, the professionalism of, of those working both in the air and on the ground. Um, Philip, thanks a million for joining us, and uh, looking forward to speaking to you soon. Likewise, and thanks for the call. Much appreciated.